0: the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. Broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888 825 Cece is in Indianapolis. Hi, Cece. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Um, about two years ago, we paid off our house, and um, as of May 2022, we have the million-dollar net worth. Yay! And, yeah. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I'm more fearful now than when we were broke. Um I'm not sure what to do with this stuff. I know that uh, we have about 430,000 in cash spread up across three banks and we have 650,000 in our house, which we are selling in May. And then we are taking off for about a year and a half to two years sabbatical. So, um, I, I don't know where to park this stuff. Um, i I'm fearful of banks, I'm fearful of, um, you know, there is a little bit of inheritance in there. So I have that pressure of like, I'm the third generation, so I don't want to mess that up. And um, I'm, I'm the, some of our money came from real estate investments, but I'm, I want out of that because I don't want the responsibility of it when we're gone.
2: Um,
1: so I don't know what to do.
2: How much money do you still have in real estate?
0: Just the house,
2: just the one. Well, just just our personal house. Yeah. Now. So we right now, at the, en- at the end of the story,
0: you've got a million dollars in yet. cash, is what you're saying, and yeah. you don't and, you got to decide what ways, to do yeah. with it while you take a year and a half off.
1: Yeah, and I could potentially, honestly, that all of that is outside of. In addition to, we still have my dad's house, so either a I could end up purchasing, by my portion and buy in my, my brother out or my brother could buy me out. So there's another swing of money.
3: You how, know, how, much, how much would it take sure to, buy to, um, to buy him out?
1: Um, 200,000 to buy him out or, you know, obviously 200,000. I mean, so really, honestly, I have closer to a million, two yeah. or more. Yeah. So I don't have a clue yeah. what to do.
3: Okay.
0: Well, the only thing that's concerning me here is is all all of your fear, because fear is one of two things. Okay, there's one of two things that fear comes from. All right, fear is either a reasonable reaction to an actual threat. Don't touch mm-hmm. a hot stove. That'll hurt. That's good fear. Right? Don't run in the traffic. That's good fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Don't eat. Poison, that's good fear, you know, I mean, hello, you know, so that, that's all good things. Then there's false evidence appearing real. There's fear of the unknown uh, brought on by I don't understand something, so I'm afraid of it. I've never ridden a bicycle, so I'm afraid of bicycles. I never learned to swim, and so I'm afraid of swimming. But neither one kill you. At, on a regular instance, you can die on a bicycle or swimming, but they don't. You know they're not. They're, it's not like uh, swallowing rat poison. Okay, it's got like a hundred percent fatality rate. The bicycles are not right. You see what I'm saying? So, but the the fear that a child feels the first time they go in to swim is a a, a fear based on the unknown, ignorance of the process, not based on the actual threat. You see the difference? Yes. And I think that's the one you're struggling with. Okay. I think you're afraid to put money in the stock market. You're afraid to put money in the banks because you've built up this boogeyman thing going on that's really not there. I've got money in banks and I'm not afraid. I don't think my bank is going to fail. It has nothing to do with SVP, SVB, but the, uh, uh, I mean, and i I've got money in the stock market in mutual funds millions of dollars, and i am not not even my pulse rate has not even changed okay, except maybe a little so, bit of excitement every now and then, but anyway, but yeah um so and, and uh, when you bought your home, an example of that is there were no guarantees. When you bought the home, there was not a federal guarantee against a loss, but you did were not afraid because you were comfortable with your knowledge of the real estate market just because you had walking around sense. You didn't have to be a real mm-hmm. estate expert. You're just old yeah. enough to go, man, I remember when houses sold for X and now they're selling for Y and uh, real estate's mm-hmm. just solid and I can be in real estate. So you're comfortable with that one because you're comfortable with the history and the track record and your knowledge of it.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: so i i I don't want you to put something in put your money in something that causes you to lose sleep but if you put a million dollars aside in good mutual funds and if it makes uh seven eight percent ten percent you got seventy or hundred thousand dollars a year to live off of and not touch your million dollars while you're on sabbatical
1: so how do i go about i don't know anything about mutual funds my 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 son is saying the same thing and he is in the stock market a little bit, but mm-hmm. he's so young
3: mm-hmm.
1: and inexperienced that I just can't
0: take he, it. he's not he's not trustworthy enough to give you no. to no. cause your fear he hasn't to leave. The not because he's a bad yeah, guy, he but he's just a neophyte. No,
1: right. Well, and he's good at what he but he's he's only been known it for a year or two, yeah. so that's not enough yeah. for
0: me. Okay. What um, what I want you to do So what do I do? I want you to I want you to get in touch with one of our Smart Vester pros and that's why we tell you to work with people with the heart of a teacher. And um, okay. I want you to tell them what you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And say you've okay. got to teach me enough about the history of this of a mutual fund. Give me a few mutual fund examples. Give me there's some really good brochures out on mutual funds that show the history and show the stability and you know once you study those for an hour if you if you can do 6th grade math you're going to be going, "Oh my gosh." I get it. Okay.
1: Um so do you think I should put all of it Am I hearing you say put all of it while I'm running? Only
0: around? if you can get comfortable. Okay. I don't That's want you inf- I don't want you on a sabbatical in freak out mode.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. What yeah. does it take you guys okay. to live a year while you're in the sabbatical?
1: Oh my gosh, it's it's so cheap. It's it's probably
0: $30,000. Okay. So here's the thing. If you put 000, 000 a million dollars in a couple of banks, you know, five banks and four banks and spread it around where you've got the FDIC coverage and you make nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you sleep and you have a good sabbatical and you pull 30 grand out to eat on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whoopty doopty. That's okay. Sorry. I would rather you do that Sorry. than invest in mutual funds only cause Dave and Jade said so okay i want you to study now so get in touch with the smart investor pro begin learning but only if you can get enough knowledge like you do about real estate and it's not like you got to go get an mba in finance you just got to learn the history of these things so and ask the uh, smart investor pro to give you a brochure there's a wonderful brochure on investment company of america ica as an example It'll teach you some of the history. It's one of the best brochures on mutual funds I've seen. It's a good mutual fund, too. But but ask them to give you the American Fund's ICA brochure. This is The Ramsey Show.
1: Hey, guys. It's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable, Christian Health Care Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health care costs, and it's as easy as one 2 Three, step one, choose the health care provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your health care provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who wanna take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget.
0: Thank you for joining us, America. Jade Washall Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today. This is The Ramsey Show. It's a show about your life, your relationships, your careers, and your money. Catherine's with us in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up?
1: Well, so we started attacking our debt snowball, like, in earnest two months ago, and to do that, we're selling a rental property my husband brought into our marriage. The equity would wipe out a big chunk of our debt. Um, The issue is we let the renters know at the beginning of this month we weren't going to renew their lease, and they've stopped all communications. Uh, They've got two months before the lease terminates because they get 90 days notice, and our lawyer let us know that really the only thing we can do is file for a formal eviction, uh, but it could take three weeks to four months and the lease just might expire before it goes through. Um, and so I guess my question really is, do we go forward with an eviction process and the fees since we're planning to sell the property anyway? Should we eat the lost payments? I think my biggest concern is that like, if the renters are already acting in bad faith, that if we bring legal action, they'll not only stop paying rent, but they'll like trash the place and then we have to pay repairs and stuff. Um, so how much is the monthly rent? It's like 1500 bucks.
0: Okay. And so they're going to be $4,500 into you by the time this is up. Yeah. And how much of a deposit do you have?
1: Uh, we have one month, so we have a $1,500 deposit.
0: Okay. So they're going to be $3,000 into you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the lawyer that you talked to, how many evictions has he done this year?
1: Uh, two, which is why he said that, like...
0: He's done two this year?
1: Well, he's saying that he's had two that have, like, finished proceedings start to finish this year, which is why, because when we asked how long it would take, he, like, said it would go three weeks to four months.
0: So he does this regularly, but is not successful. (laughs)
1: Um, I don't... I don't know. We, uh, we, we asked the, um the attorney who helped us drop, like, the lease paperwork. So I don't know that he does a lot of eviction. I think he just generally does rental property, like, general law. that's
0: kind of what I was thinking. So what we need is a lawyer who makes his living or her living doing evictions. Okay. They're a little meaner than the one you talked to. (laughs) Okay. You need one that is a little nastier that's going to put the fear of God in said renter because said renter has decided they're a thief Mm. because they got their little girl feelings hurt, little boy feelings hurt. And said renter is not owning up to a contract. And contract law is still good even in Maryland.
1: Yeah. I guess my question is just like, is it worth it for like $3,000?
2: Yes. Do not let them steal from you. Because
0: here's the thing. If you continue to play from a hand of weakness, they're going to completely strip this house. Okay. Instead, if you knock the crap out of them, they're going to be afraid of you, which is the way this ought to be.
1: I'm not very scary, Dave. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But your lawyer can be. I
0: I think you hire the hit job here. called a (laughs) lawyer. Okay. You contract out the hit. Uh, Metaphorically speaking. (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, yeah. If you're going to hire a lawyer that does evictions, they have to know how to get all up in somebody's face. It's part of the process. Because what you've got is you've got adults that are throwing a little hissy fit over here, and we're going to have to teach them how the law works.
4: Okay.
0: And I, you really, if you do not, if you just ignore this as an act of weakness or an act of avoid confrontation, you're going to get what you do. You're going to get, they're going to take you out. They're going to keep okay. your $3,000. They're probably going to sue you for the deposit just because they think they can, because these people are not bright.
2: Who don't let them try it. Do not let them try it, Catherine.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it, it is worth $1,000 to give them a hard time. Mm. Oh, and by the way, your lease probably says you get to add that to their bill.
1: Yeah. Probably um, says attorney's fees are added to
0: the bill. Yeah. Most good leases do in most states. So this is not vengeance. This is I don't do good with adults having hissy fits. Okay. And just going, I'm just going to walk on the contract just because I don't like it. Well, I don't care, you little wuss. You get to pay your rent. You signed up big girls and big boy paperwork and so this is how this works god that makes mm-hmm. me mad i don't like thieves yeah this is a thief
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah so yeah. i think I you, you do what you want to do i've been doing mm-hmm. rental property a long long time we're never mean to people we're never unkind to people but we do have lawyers do it sure if they I mean, are misbehaving and stealing stuff right. and you know, they decide they're going to do drugs and, the, you know, the dadgum drug enforcement surrounding my house that I own because I got a druggie in there. We're not going to do this. This is not what we do. So you get to move. And we're going to have somebody help you do that since you don't have sense to do it, sense enough to do it on your own and do this with class. They signed a contract that allows you to end it at 90 days from today. All you did was do what you said you were going to do on the paperwork. You've done nothing wrong. You were not unkind to them. You did not violate their rights. You didn't do anything wrong. They're just having a fit. And they hadn't paid their bill. Yeah. Yeah. So you really, really, really do need to lean on them. I don't know if you follow it all the way through or not, but you at least need to represent that you're going to because that puts them back on their heels where Mm -hmm. right now you're on your heels and you're the one in the right. So I don't like dealing with lawyers. I don't like dealing with any of this stuff. I don't I don't choose the fight, but these people chose to not pay their bill. Mm. And sometimes we have to re- have a judge remind people how things work. That's why we have judges. And I hate it. I don't want to do it. I don't ever seek that out. Right. But, oh, my gosh. Whew. It is a matter of posturing, and your, your guy you talk to is a wuss. You don't need to use him.
2: Yeah. She needs to get more of a a pit bull.
0: Sometimes you need to hire an attorney that you don't even like. (laughs) Brett's with us in Atlanta. Hey, Brett, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hey, Dave. Hey, Jade. I love your show. Listen to your YouTube channel almost daily. So thank you for taking my call. Thanks. How can we help? Yeah. So I plan on buying another investment property with cash within the next year or two. So I've been saving up. So right now I have $83,000 cash currently sitting in a high yield savings account at 4%. Very cool. I plan on saving another $50,000 over the next few months. Good for you. With that said, thank you. With that said, I want to make sure I am maximizing the return with the cash that I have just sitting there. I'm used to investing, I'm used to getting a mortgage and doing investment property, so I'm doing it a little bit different this time. So I have a lot of cash. Um, What is the best thing to do with it? Right now, 4% is good, but it's not great. I don't want to invest it because I'm going to use it within the next year or two. So what should I do?
0: 4% is a parking fee. You're parking the money. If you invest the money and don't park it, you make more, but you take more risk, as you just said. So Mm -hmm. if I'm you, I'm parking it because this the money that okay. you're going to have for this is not coming from your return on investment it's coming from you putting money in the account correct you're the secret sauce not the investment if you do if you make 10% okay. rather than 4% over 2 months that you know that amounts to like 3% difference it's not it's nothing I mean, 3% on $100,000. This is, does not, $2,000, you're not within $2,000 of doing your deal here. Your deal is a $150,000 deal. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah, I do. So your return on investment here is not going to make this happen or keep this from happening. I wouldn't. I would just leave it in the pocket if I were in your shoes.
4: Got it. Cool. You well, see you. what,
0: you, you understand why I'm doing that?
4: Yes, I do. Yeah
0: so brett people like that that think like you and i think because we're math nerds um we look for something to fix the investment and sometimes the thing that fixes the investment is you you're the one that's doing the investing you're the one putting the money in the account not the investment and so don't try to fix it just pile up money go do it pile up money go do it this is the ramsey show Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Lots of live events going on all around America right now, including the inaugural event at the new Ramsey Event Center. Uh, we are just moving in. It was just finished literally this week, and... Uh, the first public event will be the SMART Conference, April 14th and 15th. It's going to be a blast. All the Ramsey personalities, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, George Camel, Christina Ellis, Jade Warshaw, all going to join me as we kick off this event. It's a two-day event or day-and-a-half event. So here's the deal. We're going to broadcast this show from that stage for a live studio audience uh, of several hundred. If you want to come to that, you can. Let us know you'd like to come, whether you're coming to Smart Conference or not. But if you're coming to Smart Conference, come in early. Be part of that. And then there'll be a few-hour break where you go get some dinner when this is over. And then that evening, we're going to have uh, the Smart Money Happy Hour as, to kick off the uh, kick off the Smart Conference weekend, Friday evening. Uh, followed by some uh, country music icons. Uh, there's a couple of them around here in Nashville, if you hadn't heard. are going to come hang out with us. So we'll have a little Nashville experience uh, from the stage of the Ramsey Event Center, uh, inaugural weekend on Friday night. And then all day Saturday, we're going to be teaching. Cool, and cool. Uh, it's going to be a blast and going to have a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. It's almost sold out. There's just about like 52 tickets or something like that left. Tickets, the only ones left are general admission, they're $119 for that whole thing. Wow, that's great. It's a deal. Yeah. RamseySolutions.com slash events, and you'll get the inaugural ticket so you can have the memory of being at the very first event that ever occurs, and you get to be part of that experience, and we're really we're we're pretty pumped about it around here. I can just tell you. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lots uh, a couple of building wealth live events in Anaheim and in Salt Lake City left this spring here. In April and May. Check those out at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Money and marriage event in the fall with Dr. John Deloney and Rachel Cruz. That is on sale. Uh, I think it's about half sold out already. I think it's an October date. So check that out. Uh, Ken Coleman is coming to Four Cities to do his uh, career, uh, get clear assessment mm-hmm, process mm-hmm. and sit with uh, small groups of three, 500. Yeah. They're not going to be large events, little three to 500 events and going to be a lot of Q&A. And so we're everywhere you guys we are all over the place uh career breakthrough that's what that event's called. that's going to be good yeah and so you can check these out in all the different cities all this stuff at RamseySolutions.com/events. slash events all right jeff's with us in miami hi jeff welcome to the ramsey show
5: good afternoon thanks so much for taking my call i uh, listen to you guys all the time so i appreciate it <laughs>
3: well
0: thank you how can we help
5: so my question is, I just found out from my current employer that they are changing the administrator of our 401k retirement plan. Mm-hmm. And my question was, when I looked through the new investment options in the upcoming plan, most of my investments, my mutual funds don't transfer over. So at probably about 80% of my portfolio. So my question is, you know, should I should I move this all into cash before the blackout happens and then reallocate? Should I let these just transfer directly into the new equivalent funds? You know, my concern was some of these I've held for four or five years, bought at lower market prices, and I'm going to be basically forced to sell them. Or maybe I'm overthinking this. So I just wondered what you thought.
0: Okay, if you sell them and there's a profit, there's no tax because it moves just into another mutual fund. So there's no loss. You don't lose anything. Right. You don't lose anything.
5: That's true. I figured when I change to the new fund though I'm buying it all at the current market price so I'd lose some of the, the But you're, se- you're selling
0: at the current market price.
5: Yeah, that's true. That's correct.
0: So yep. assuming assuming they're equivalent funds, it's a break even. Okay. If now, exactly. if you're moving into a substandard fund, that's a different issue, but it doesn't there's no loss just due to the transaction.
5: Right. That's correct. I need to probably look at the equivalent funds in more more detail, but um, so you're saying essentially just let them let them transfer over, let that occur. And I would have try to meet, I would try to select
0: the funds, and uh, it sounds like you may know what we're going to say. Where you pick a fund that has the longest possible track record. I love a a minimum of a five year track record. I love a ten or a twenty year track record on an old time mutual fund. Uh, got a little gray hair in it, in other words. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, that long track record gives me a lot of comfort and try, I'm obviously picking something that's beating the S and P 500. Otherwise okay. I'm dumping it into an S and P.
5: Okay. If no, that makes sense. I'm sorry.
0: If you don't have anything that beats the S and P, you dump it in the S and P, right?
5: Yep. No, that makes sense. One of one, the one fund that actually transfers over is a, you know, an S and P 500, the next fund that I actually had my largest amount. Of, so
0: yeah, that, okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a mid cap fund or a, standard growth fund it just happens to follow the index um and so but you know a a standard growth fund should be performing about the same way it might not have the exact same portfolio mix but should be performing about the same way so uh got it how large a company
5: uh we're a medium-sized company probably 2,500 employees okay what
0: do you do there
5: Uh, it's it's construction management uh building what do you do there i'm involved with technology and project management
0: so the upper half of the food chain
5: definitely we're we're uh we're a general contractor no you
0: are in this 2500 you're not an entry level but you're also not a senior leader that's correct okay so but i mean what i was thinking is you drop in the cfo's office or the hr director's office who have made this decision if you don't like the options and go hey could we pull some of these other funds in? Because there's some good funds they all didn't put in here.
5: Yeah, that's a great point. And just, yep, if, I, I,
0: I was just, what I was trying to figure out is if you had enough influence to pull that off.
5: <laughs> it sounds like it's, I don't know. It sounds, probably not. It sounds like the decision's been made because we only have. No, the new days administrator can
0: choose the fund selection. Your, your HR director can direct the new administrator on to add funds as options.
5: I gotcha. So def- definitely let them know what I think.
0: Yeah. And so like if you got a, a, a XYZ fund in your current mix that you love, has a long track record, has performed like right. a beast, and it's not in the new one, go in there and go, hey, look at this. Would you add this one? This one's killing it. Gotcha. They may want it for themselves. You know, I mean, I, I would. You know. So that kind of thing. But, you know uh i actually had some people come into our funds our 401k funds and say look that fund over there is misbehaving they're doing this this and this and i went oh crap you're right and we we xed it we axed them Mm. we took it out of our options because they were screwing around with stuff they shouldn't be screwing around and uh, trying to virtue signal instead of run actually running a mutual fund and so we dumped them and um but it was based on a team member's suggestion. But it was a team member that had influence, obviously.
2: Keyword so, influence. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Wasn't <laughs>
0: somebody got hired three weeks ago at an entry level yep. position? It was, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not not that there's anything wrong with that. But I mean, we listen to anybody. But the more yeah. weight you can swing on it, so it, it's not a big deal to add for your administrator to add funds or to take away funds, change the selection mix mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. if they want. And you know, you know, it's you can ask. It doesn't cost anything to ask good stuff.
2: That is a good question. So he said that some of the funds were equivalent and some of them weren't. So for the ones that are equivalent, is that just an automatic, That's just an automatic roll through?
0: Well, in other words, do I have a, I've got a good international. Mm-hmm. Is there a good international over there? Mm-hmm. If there is, it's an equivalent. You just move from international to international. Mm-hmm. I've got a good aggressive growth stock mutual fund mm-hmm. and there's a good aggressive growth stock mutual fund over there. Yeah, That's an equivalent then by good i mean long track record performing above the index and so i can move it over there and not have any uh it's not not a not a big deal yeah it's it's just i just got a chevrolet rather than a ford you know Mm -hmm. but they're both good trucks right Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing and that that's what we're looking at uh but what happens is sometimes uh people just pick sometimes mutual fund people are like they follow the fads Mm -hmm. of something somebody's yakking about Mm -hmm. in that nerd world Instead of actually looking at stuff with soul and long track record and gritty and that kind of stuff. And so sometimes you just point it out and you go, no, we're going to go over here. Oh, okay. You know, (laughs) they don't really have a, they don't die on that hill very often. This is the Ramsey show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 4, 25 and 27. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the path. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Francis Bacon said, Fortitude and the power of fixing attention are two marks of a great mind. Ooh, the ability to focus and stick with it. Wow, Scott is with us. Scott's in Pensacola, Florida. Hey, Scott, how can we help?
3: Hey, uh, hey, I'm uh, wanting to know um, about uh, con- uh, bringing my credit score up. I haven't financed anything in 15 years at least, or even or on the credit card in 15 years at least. I'm 59. My credit score is a zero as of last week. I've I, I looked it up. And I have just a little bit of money. I mean, just a couple of thousand dollars in savings. Uh, I just went recently unemployed. I'm probably going to be making about five hundred dollars a week as self-employed. My wife makes about six fifty a week after tax, Uh We have a house that's uh, we owe two t- about we we owe well, we owe about fifty on it. It's worth about two twenty two thirty. Needs some work. I can do all the work. What uh, <laughs> equity? because I did remodels for 25 years, and I want to get that credit score up so I can buy property eventually.
2: Why You've done so good for so long without a credit score. Why can't you just save up and pay cash for the property that you want?
3: Because at this point, you don't want to borrow. Well, I mean, um, I could do something like owner finance of a house, about to fall down, do all the work and sweat equity and not have to pay for that enormous labor bill on it, um, is the one thing I'm wanted. I want to buy some old houses and, um, flip, uh, flip houses and find owner finance, um, and with a little money down, you know, the thing, um, I had an idea of borrowing small loans against my savings. And paying them off and, and getting out of zero, at least I can yeah, I, I figure out I, within a okay, year. Okay, let,
0: let's, 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 let's stop a second, okay? Um, you're, you're new to this process around Ramsey, and I appreciate you calling. Yep. And uh, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd love to try to help you get ahead. So what we have learned, Scott, and what we teach folks is the most powerful wealth-building tool you can have is not borrowed money. It is your income and staying out of debt. Uh, My credit score, Scott, is zero. I don't have one Mm -hmm. either. Um, And so because I don't borrow money ever, I don't want those people in my life ever again. Life is too short to let banks speak into my life and own sections of who I am. And so I'm going to recommend that you don't do flips with borrowed money. Um, The Mm. number of people that do flips with borrowed money and are not bankrupt within five years is very small. The vast majority of people who do flips with borrowed money go bankrupt. It's a mythology. Now, can you get into the real estate business? Yeah, but you're probably going to have to improve your career and get your income up. You're not making any money.
3: Well, my idea was to find people who, when I say a loan, that would invest in, um, to, to put up the money, invest. You don't in, need a credit but, score for that. Yeah,
0: okay. You need a credit score if you're dealing with some stupid butt bank. And yeah, so, right. And the only way to get a credit score is borrow money so that you can borrow money. Why so you can borrow money? Why so you can borrow money? Why so? It sounds like we're supporting the banks when we keep a credit score open because we are. Right. So I'm going to advise you to do your deals without going into debt. And if you bring in somebody with you, like a money player, like you're talking about, give them a piece of the profits and you Mm -hmm. don't have any payments with them and you don't have a credit score. So let's say you go find a house that is, um, uh, worth, uh, $200,000, but it's all to pieces and you can buy it for a hundred. Okay. Right. Your, mm-hmm. mo- your money guy puts up the 100 and puts up some money for materials, and you go do all the work. And right. a year later, you sell it uh, for uh, the 200 and you and the money guy split the money. But in the meantime, you don't have any payments. Right. Okay, that's an okay deal. I don't mind that deal.
3: But that's what I'm planning on doing eventually.
0: You don't need a credit score for that. What you need is a deal and a money guy that wants to be in a deal. Okay. That's the two things you're missing. It's not I need to go borrow a bunch of money so later I have the opportunity to play kissy face with a stupid bank. Right. You don't want to be there, man. You work too hard to get away from them. Right. Yeah, and in the meantime, while you're doing all that, I think you need to get your income up too. You're not making any money. So let's get your income up. You have the opportunity to make a lot more than you're making right now. If you poke around out there and there's a different side hustle, different thing to do, there's no reason you can't do all of it at once. Uh, But don't go borrowing that $100,000 from that bank and be making payments for two years while you finish up this rehab that takes longer than you thought it was going to take, and then it takes longer to sell it than you thought it was going to take. Oh, and then you become motivated because the bank's about to foreclose. Now you become the guy who gives somebody a deal because you're in debt to the bank. This is how this is how that world works. It, um, yeah, these foreclosures eat each other sometimes. <laughs> so that's what I would do, sir. Thank you for being a new listener. I hope we can continue to serve you. Chance is in Birmingham. Hey, Chance, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
6: Good afternoon, Dave. How are you?
0: Great. How can we help?
6: Um, I was calling to get some guidance from you. Um, I've been following you for years and you've helped me tremendously. I to personally thank you for that. Um, I'm debt free now. Um, however, I am running into an issue where housing prices and interest rates, um, here in my area, in my County, um, livable houses, or at least in the $200,000 range. And I've been working. For a while to set up my down payment. Um, however, even to get a down payment large enough to get a 15-year mortgage with a payment that is less than my, at least less than 25% of my bring home, seems to be impossible.
0: Sounds um, like your bring home I mean, pays bring, low. Mm-hmm. What are you bringing home?
6: Uh, my gross is seventy thousand. I think after taxes, I bring home around fifty-two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: Which that includes health insurance and everything. Uh, yeah. We well. don't need
0: it. What we're talking about by take home pay is not a health insurance deduction. It's just simply taxes. Okay. Gotcha. So a yeah, little, so little different, little different take home pay than you're calculating on number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, I'm looking for some ways to increase my income if I'm you so that you can get into a house that you like.
6: Definitely. Um, See, I've been saving for the last year, which I intend to save for the next few years.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
6: just afraid that by the time I have enough saved, interest rates and home prices are just going to continue to increase.
2: Well, I think what Dave was saying is, is the anecdote for that. If you can get your income up and you continue to save, you're going you're gonna to get there eventually. But you've got to do those things combined in order to make that happen. Because you, here's your other option. Your other option is you stop saving today. And if you stop saving today, then you're never going to get a house. But if you keep saving and you keep trying to drive your income up, then don't you think eventually you'll get there? Absolutely. You will. You yeah. will. It's just.
0: If interest rates go to 14, you're not in the market anyway.
2: Right. True that.
0: So you're going to wait yeah, on it to come back down at that point. So, um, you know, and I was selling real estate in the 80s when they were 14, when they were 17. And they came down to 14 and we thought it was a deal. But, um, you know, six is really not exactly a hardship yeah. compared to history anyway.
2: I mean, you have to look at your options and and none of them is good. If you stop today, you're not going to have enough money saved. And if you bought a house with what you have today, you're going to be house poor. And that's not that's not an option for you. Chan, so
0: Chanza, I just want to assure you, you're going to get there. Yeah, you'll get there. You're going to get there. You're going you're gonna to get there. You're going to make it. Don't abandon. Don't let the fear of being priced out of the market cause you to do something stupid be patient, get there, buy something you can afford, move up later. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you following us. That puts this out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew, the booth dudes are pulling it off in the booth. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ hey, Jesus. Dear, you can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.